one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. This is the way. I wasn't a stormtrooper wise. Hey, let's make the baby do the magic hand thing. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. What can I say? I'm an excellent judge of character. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Secondary Heroes podcast. This week, we're talking about the Book of Bo-Katan. Wait, wait, sorry. The Mandalorian <laughs> Season 3. Oh, yes. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... This is the way. My name is Prague. Hey, fellas. This is Alexander Wolfgang. Oh boy, oh boy, we are talking Star Wars again. Hey, by the way, it's nice being back. Mm-hmm. We took a little bit of a time off. Uh, we got Trevor over here, jet setting the world. Yeah, jet setting <laughs> the first it's, time ever. <laughs> getting stuck with with protests in France. But Viva you know what? Revolution. It's good to have you back here mm-hmm. in the good old US Bay. It's good to be back. Like if, if it was good that good. we had that time. You know, we needed to have the show kind of develop itself, so it was good to take a break so the show could actually air. So I'm not a big fan of the week by week stuff, and now now there's more to dive into. There you oh, go. Yeah. Yes, a joy for you. Yeah, absolutely. And you just caught up on the last episode. What eight minutes ago? Yeah, but that's timing. <laughs> Par for the course. And how did you do, Alex? Well, friends, I made it two episodes in. So nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna have very minimal to talk about. But that second episode I can actually talk circles around because my god, I couldn't believe it. And I'll leave I'll leave that to you if that's good or bad. Alright. We, we shall see. How about, how about you, Prague? Though, uh, what are you what are you thinking? I mean, I I watched the whole thing, you know, on time and as scheduled. But that's kind of part of the course. Like that's who we are. That's who we're we are. True to ourselves, man. you know. <laughs> Even though we were gone for a few weeks, nothing has changed, and that's beautiful. nothing has changed. But hey, yeah. we're back. Hopefully, we're putting a smile on your face on your morning drive or on your afternoon drive home, or <laughs> if you're just poop. Chilling out at Forever. home. Yeah. Watching Chilling on, out at home. Chilling out at home. <laughs> watching on TV, man. Just listening to some secondary heroes. Yeah. On your favorite podcast platform. Or YouTube. <laughs> Anyways. Trevor, how do we start this thing? It has been a while, so we probably do need a refresher course for us, for listeners, yeah. for just everyone. And so if you're new... Or if you forgot how we do this, we start with our spoiler-free because to keep just up, up to date on what we're doing, this is season three of The Mandalorian, and we're talking about episodes one through six. And then, so this is like a catch-up, kind of mid-season type of thing. And then after that, we're going to go episode by episode. So you can stay tuned for future weeks as we be more in tune with the show. But for now, we're going to catch up where we are, and we'll do spoiler-free reviews to start. So what do we think? What are we thinking so far through season three? And then we will tell you when it's time for spoilers. So you don't have to be like, oh, I'm not going to listen right now. You can wait. Is this show worth it? We're going to try to answer it. And then we're going to spoiler why. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll start since I only made it two episodes in. I 
feel like I'm not as invested as I thought I would be. I think that was the problem. And that's why I wasn't one of the reasons why I wasn't able to complete this series so far is just life getting in the way, all that type of stuff, getting sick, parents being in town. I got a two year old. I'm running my own business. There's a lot happening. So it's tough to get to it. But also, Mm -hmm. when I did get to it, I found myself kind of reaching for my phone at times like it's it seems to be having a hard time capturing my attention like there's still scenes that are intriguing and i'm i'm like oh this is pretty cool but then something then it jumps to something else and i'm like i'm kind of like "Eh, all right well i guess i'll flip around a little bit and just listen have it in the background so right now like i said two episodes in i'm uh, it's. It, I, I don't know which way the fence I'm going to lean, but after listening to you guys, who knows where I'm going to go. <laughs> well, I hate to burst your bubble, but nothing much changes until the end of episode six. So, no. Um, I mean, it, uh, I'm not too sure I'm enjoying this season of Mandasnorian. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't. I know almost spit happening. my drink out. Dude. <laughs> what's going on with this show, man? But this is. <laughs> And this is giving Obi-Wan Kenobi a run for his money. Um, it's not blatantly as bad as that show to me, in my opinion. I think it's just boring. Like, it's not even bad. It's just boring. Um, there's a certain episode that I see that I will consider bad. Um, we'll get to that during the spoiler-free section. But to your point, Alex, there are scenes where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I actually got some chills here and there. But it was so fleeting. It was like, you get those moments for that, that scene, and then you have like another 30 minutes of an episode. I'm like, oh, man. Um, and, and I think, I want to say it was Dave Favreau who said this. They didn't quite have a plan moving forward. Like, they don't even know where it's going to end, which worries me. Like, I, I'd much rather know that they know where they're going. Um, that tends to lead to better television. Because then you can also change in the process, too. You can, like, write better. Be like, okay, I know where I'm going, but maybe if I did this instead, it'd be more dramatic. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants, it doesn't always work too well. Saying that from from a writer, you know? Um, It it doesn't always work out that well. Um, Was it worth your time, though, is what we're here for? And I think if you're somebody who is really invested in the lore of Star Wars, I would say it is worth your time, because there are story beats that are pretty important this season. But to everybody else, like you can maybe just wait or skip this season altogether, honestly. At this point, I mean, it's only halfway through. We'll see. A little more than halfway through, I think. We shall see um, what continues of it. But that's that's my take. I'm just. That's a little disheartening. I, I, here's the problem is the fact that we were all so excited about this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Anyways, Trevor. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if I was excited for the show, but oh, really? That that that's oh. neither here nor there. So, the the tough part with this show is that it's extremely uneven. I feel like there are really good episodes yeah. and really bad episodes. Like I am one of the persons who likes the lore of Star Wars and especially the Mandalore lore, just because Dave Filoni has it down pretty well just in terms of what he's told in terms of storylines and clone wars and rebels when they have their mandalorian sequences it's some of the best episodes in those two respective series and there's nods to that but it's taken a long time to get there through these six episodes there's been very video game 
side quests. Like, your main overall objective is to do this. We know we're going to reestablish Mandalore. That is our goal. But we're also going to go over, we have to, oh, you got to collect this part to be able to get this part so you can get this part to do this. And it's like, Dude. I get where you're going, oh. but it's taken a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. And what I think really is weird, to Prague's point, where they didn't know where they were going, is that you can tell this show was designed for two seasons. His mission was successful. He was a bounty hunter. He actually cared about his bounty. It changed his entire mindset. He passes it off to Luke. Done. Series complete. And then Disney's like, everyone absolutely loves Grogu. So, no. And so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll change that with Book of Boba Fett. And then we'll tie it back together. And now season three, we don't know what we're doing. But Grogu's back. Look, he's cute. He's doing all kinds of cute stuff again. But if you didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett and you just watched Mandalorian season two, the last we see in Mandalorian season two, he takes his helmet off and he gives Grogu to Luke. And now when we start season three, they don't even really acknowledge that that was the last we saw them. They acknowledge that you watched Book of Boba Fett. But say you never heard of the show. It doesn't have like I'm watching The Mandalorian season one, season two, season three. Not there's these side missions and it's just it loses a lot of people through there. And it's very weird. Like we know what happened. But if you didn't watch that. You have no idea why Grogu's back with the Mandalorian at all. It's very, very weird to just go full-on blast with that. But some of the episodes are really tough to get through. And some of the sequences are really outstanding. I would say the best part of this series so far, or of this season, is they're really exploring different planets. Because that's the best part of Star Wars. There are so many potential planets to explore. And they all have their own belief systems and political structures and economic systems. And they have different species and all kinds of stuff. And they're doing a good job in exploring that. But it's, again, very uneven. You'll have episodes that don't seem to fit with the series. And I think it's also part of season one was good. And it's very tough. We've seen a lot of shows that don't know what to do. They have a sophomore slump, and then you're like, oh, well, they'll correct it in season three. It's kind of like the Stranger Things problem where season one is really good and trying to recapture that is extremely difficult because you've built now expectations mm-hmm. for yourself from audiences and just doing the same thing isn't going to work, but reinventing the wheel is very difficult at the same time. So for me right now, it's uneven and the jury's still out, but I do enjoy the overarching structure. I feel like it's worth the overarching structure. You can get bogged down in the mediocrity of sequences of the show, but I think the overarching story and where we're going to end up is worth it. All right. Cool. There you go. Three different viewpoints. I like it. Now let's spoil this thing. Yeah, right on. (laughs) So before we get over into the spoilers, I got to remember how to do this. <laughs> We're going to do some socials. You can check us out over on crossthestreamsmedia.com. You can find all of our episodes over there. You can leave us a voicemail over there. You can do a whole lot of stuff over there. You can leave a, a review, voicemails. You can find all of our uh, social medias, our YouTube. You pretty much can do everything there. But if you want to go to each social media, we got an Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and a YouTube, all at secondary heroes on when you're over there on youtube make sure to like and subscribe make sure yeah like this video if you agree with us hit the like button man yeah 
because I think a lot of people are going to agree with what we're about to say. Um, <laughs> um, and then if you listen on, I, not iTunes, Apple Podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcast, please leave a review. Leave a five-star review because it helps more people hear us. It pretty much gets our name out there just a little bit farther than the reach that we have now. And we want more people to hear us for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, just remember, all this is free for you. And it's priceless to us. Awesome. So if you are keeping Dragon Home, we are going to spoil it now. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want spoilers, pause it, come back to it later. If you don't care about spoilers, we're going full steam ahead. And at the very start, I called this the Book of Bo-Katan because... <laughs> She is honestly now the Mandalorian. Like the title She's of the, the main show character. is referred to Din Jardin, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be the Mandalorian that we're focusing on this season. So right. it's yeah. Bo Katan this season. I, I think so. <laughs> no, every episode is is really about her. I mean, except for barring one episode in particular. Like they're all about her. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I right before we started the show, I was trying to do a little digging on what's going on. And in one of the articles that I came across, they were saying that uh, Dave, Dave Favreau was kind of being... Dave thought, Filoni and John Favreau. We, John we don't need Filoni to and Dave can call them yeah, one person if you want. <laughs> one person. I guess Favreau um, kind of was getting a lot of pushback from Kathleen Kennedy uh, by... We need to have, like you said at the beginning, with the whole need more Grogu. We need more of this. Uh, we need Book of Boba Fett. We need this stuff. And and he didn't want to do Book of Boba Fett the way that it came out. Gotcha. From from what I got out of this article. Yeah, that's what was said. Um, and then I guess he, him and Pedro Pascal butted heads this whole season. And Pedro Pascal was only there to do really the ADR, all of the audio dubbing. So yeah, it's not, not even like we're seeing from uh, Pedro Pascal in the helmet. Like he, I mean, we're not I seeing guess, his character on screen much this season, period. Right. I mean, okay, in the two episodes that I've seen, we have. So <laughs> yeah. moving on from that, we don't much. But Okay, well. Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. it's. I guess they were butting heads because Pedro Pascal wanted to show his face more, and they were like, "No, you, you can't. That's not who." Yeah, you this are. is kind of the point of his character right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So yeah, um, that's kind of the information that I kind of was able to dig up, and I was like, "Oh no." Well, and I guess Dave Favreau really didn't care for the writing of this episode either, <laughs> yeah. which I think we can all agree so far that it's a little ho hum. I'm calling them Dave Favreau from now on. Dave, I am I, do the, I keep the calling them Dave? Are specifically, some of the episodes are written by John Favreau. Oh, I know. He can't so be mad at himself. He can't be mad at the writing. So I think your article is biased. I don't know where your article right. was from, but I think they hate I, Kathleen Kennedy. A lot. There's a lot of... Most, most people, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy's a figurehead to hate. She probably doesn't really yes. have much decision-making at all. No. She just likes making money. She's oh, probably like, I like, I like that puppet guy. Put, put, put yeah. more of that puppet thing in there. That's What's cute. that green thing that's that's that all you she guys says. It's adorable. Put more of that yeah. green monster on. He's a, so yeah. cute. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> Which, by the way, is. holy crap, there is a lot of Grogu from what I've seen so far. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. a lot of Grogu this season. There is like a Season lot. two, he, they specifically made him 
as unlikable as possible because they were trying to break him from you. Like, see, he's not that cute and adorable. He He's really kind of a prick. So when we rip hot. him out of your life, it's okay. And now this episode, they're like, well, we're kind of stuck with him. So he's being cute again. Look, look, he's so cute. He's just randomly flipping around being cute. Oh, I hate the flipping. Oh, <laughs> oh the flipping my. around is the worst. So episode oh, it, two. It keeps going, Alex. It keeps going. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm just telling you. Every no. Episode. It is the worst. It looks terrible. And it doesn't make sense. Like, he can barely walk. He's waddling around. He's using like, the force. Then use the force to fly, dude. Don't. Oh, it's just so bad. No, no. I would say that the episode they go to Coruscant is the standout of just how bad the series is at times. Because, like, Dave Filoni, ever, his. Ever, I think. Well, Dave Filoni's entire job in life is to say that the prequels aren't that bad. That That's literally, he was born to do that. So he literally, they go in episode two and they're like, make the CGI look as bad as it does in Attack of the Clones. Like, see how Coruscant looked in Andor? That's not what we're going to use. We're going to go back to 2002. I want the CGI to look identical. So George Lucas's job doesn't look as bad in comparison. And then they have Baby Yoda flipping around. And I'm like, this is just as stupid as when Yoda's flipping around finding Count Dooku. When your eyes detach, they've rolled back. Your retinas detach because they've rolled back into your skull so far. They're like, let's bring all of that back. And that episode is a really tough watch. Is that the same so- episode? Who knows? I think oh my God. So the one thing that the one thing that really stands out to me in episode two, where I found myself just going straight to my cell phone mm-hmm. just to get a escape from the show, was that it was so incredibly dark. I couldn't see anything when they were going through the caves. I was like, is this season oh, eight? Was that the caves oh, episode? Eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The- okay, so okay. episode three is the terrible one. Yes, three is the terrible one. Yeah. Oh but- no! I got <laughs> <laughs> I already watched it. No. I- I'm almost gonna go on record here and say it might be the worst Star Wars thing ever, like ever done in the oh, entirety of Star Wars, from no. video games, cartoons, specials, anything. <laughs> I've seen enough of the Christmas special. It's reprehensible. Think- it's honestly Ooh. offensive. Like, just the idea that, like, you know that I don't like the sequence in Stranger Things where it's completely out of place. Right. This one seems to take that up and go to a different planet entirely and just be like, this, I don't know what's happening. It's a different show, different everything. There's just a different style to the lens, to the writing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because it's all about this one guy. Who was, we meet in season one, he's going to experiment on Grogu. And now it's his reclamation project as part of being the New Republic rather than an Imperial person. And it's some of the worst acting, writing. Yeah, just, it, it's, it's horribly made. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say I think the it. only it's standout is that they have this rock offensive. and they say this is the highest point on Coruscant. And it cracks me up because it's like a boulder. So... <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Is this is this the scene where he not not the excuse me not the rock scene but you were talking about the bad CG where he's mm-hmm. in like some speeder going through the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it. They put that in the trailer to they get did. people hyped for this show, and I remember seeing that, thinking, that "What are they doing? 
That yeah. looked awful. Why would you put that in your trailer? It looked well, so Well, guess what? Bad. There's an hour of that. So You're killing you me, man. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not excited to watch this next it. episode now. It's like there's no Mando in it for sure. Really? Well, they That's bookend the it, right? I think there's they a, bookend a, a few it. minutes. He's, he's at the, the five minutes at the start and five minutes to end. That's it. Okay. What is you get happening, to see the mythosaur, I think that episode. So there's that. Okay, so I'm gonna jump backwards. I know that okay. uh, we can jump like all I said, around. Uh, yeah, we're jumping all around. Um, was it episode one where he where they were like christening this little boy? Yes, I think Mando that was the helmet? very first scene. It's like the yeah. very first scene. Yes. Did you guys watch that and think these Mandalorian people are stupid? I thought it was backstory of the Mandalorian when That's he was what I little. Thought too. I didn't know that it was present time and he was going to come up with his ship and hit the crocodile thing. Well, okay, so uh, <laughs> here's here's why I, I'm sitting there thinking, these people are so dumb. What are you doing? So, okay, they're christening this child. Here comes a giant crocodile. And they are sitting there shooting their lasers. That isn't affecting this crocodile at all. At that mm-hmm. point... You have a cave that you just Retreat. were hanging out in. Retreat. Go away. Walk away. Run, dude. You've got jetpacks. Fly away. They, they're throwing bombs on the back of the neck of the thing and bl- trying to blow them up. And they, and they just keep trying and trying and trying. If Mando didn't show up, they have all would have been massacred because they were all too dumb to not that walk away. That would have been away. pretty funny, actually. Yeah. It was the worst. I was like, just go into your cave and wait for the crocodile to go away. Sorry. That's pretty dumb. I I had to rant about that. But what else is dumb is that if you did watch the book of Boba Fett, you know that in episode five, Mandalorian goes and sees the armorer and the Visla guy and talks to them. And it seemed like they were the only two left of their entire cult. They had a whole conversation about that. So when they go to, oh, look, there's now 50 of them. Where did they come from? (laughs) But wait. We'll never know. Wasn't there a whole scene in one of these series where it was like a bunch of Mandalorians fighting? There was like a whole... Yeah, there there was, but then in the book of Boba Fett, which came out after season two of Mandalorian, we show we were shown just the two of them that's together. That's right. Okay, that's right. I know it's weird. <sighs> it's because it wasn't in the show Mandalorian. That's why it would have made sense that this was a backstory because there were still a lot of people. If Din was actually being baptized, it would have made sense that there's still all these Mandalorians left. It makes no sense that they were on that weird floating circle planet. And that's all that's left. And they're down in the basement, essentially. And now they're like, oh, look, we got this whole cave and we're restarting our thing. Even the one guy we find out has a kid who's 10 years old. Where was the kid the whole time? That's like episode mom. four or five. Okay, I do have another issues. Another another gripe with the show. He gets them on weekends, you know. The, yeah. the little kid that is being baptized, which, by the way, mm-hmm. since we're using the word baptized, happy Easter, everybody. Um, (laughs) the kid has super long hair are mandalorians allowed to take their helmet off to cut off cut their hair like if your hair is just continuously growing you can take it off in private 
You just okay, can't you take can it take off without people see it. True. Yeah. Okay. That but they all have sense. bowl cuts. I don't know if you know this, but it's like a Billy Ray Cyrus type like bowl, bowl cut in the back, you know? Is that why Bo-Katan has that bowl cut? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly why. Just there you go. Sure. Now you know. It's a little now secret. Little... Ah, Mandalorian <laughs> lore. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Okay, now yeah. I'm glad to know because because there is a scene where they're like, I will never take my helmet off. Like when they're doing the baptism. <laughs> baptism oh you it's might like, have missed that scene there, there was a scene i think it might have been episode three or four where they do talk to uh bogatan about her being able to take her helmet off but in private so if okay. you had missed they're, that you they're gonna have eat known. dinner yeah it's like right, that's episode what it was four and they're gonna eat dinner and they all go to their own private areas in this right cliff and she's like what do i do and they're like oh you can just go take your helmet off it's fine oh okay over in private okay. like we'll just go walk our separate ways and yeah Cool. Okay, Dude, now it's a I weird know. Cult. You know, it's a weird it cult is. for sure. It's so bizarre. Which I don't understand why we couldn't see Pedro Pascal then, if he could just, you know, go off to his own and take his helmet off right. once in a while. If like, dude, if he's flying around in his around the galaxy in his ship, take your helmet off. Breathe a little bit, brother. You're nice. the only living being on Mandalore on this dead planet. No, take he's with Grogu. Out. That's the problem in the first place. Is they showed that they showed him. Yes, yeah, right. It's a man. That's the problem in the first place. That's how he becomes apostate, and it causes the whole problem and starts the whole side quest of going to the mines of Mandalore to be dipped in this magically stupid water. And then there's a giant monster in the water. What's the deal with? The, what's the deal with this monster? It's a myth. It, it doesn't exist. It's literally called the Mythosaur. Like, if you could come up with a stupider name for something. <laughs> a more on-the-nose <laughs> What is that dinosaur we've never seen? Uh, it's a myth. It's never... a myth. Mythosaur. Oh, huh? Mythosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she saw it. Apparently no one else has. So, Bo-Katan is special. Well, it was pretty uh, freaky looking. Uh, yeah. I, well, was, I was it, excited. It's on their armor. Like, it, it's right. the like emblem Sigil. of... Yeah. Right. The funny thing was when he was walking down the steps, though, and reciting the thing to become, you know, back to good. Right. And he, I thought something pulled him down in the water. I didn't know he just fell off the last oh, I step. Just, I, it, I was like, oh, dude. dude I thought like Dianoga grabbed him or something. I was like, oh, cool. What's down here? <laughs> no, he just fell off and stumbled. Yep. Whee! <laughs> and then he has all this metal, so he just sunk really fast. He sunk like a rock. <laughs> He did. <laughs> she was in a rocket pack to catch up to him. I also like underwater jetpack. Yeah, how does that work? That's some cool science. Star Wars science right there. <laughs> oh, boy. This might be the last Star Wars thing I watch for a while. Well, there's not going to be much Star Wars stuff for a while. Okay, good. good. It's true. They are kind of cutting the cord for a bit. I mean, we do have Ahsoka coming up. So there's that. Hopefully that'll be decent. Well, Dave well when you think of Ahsoka, more... Sorry, it's worth noting that there's a Mandalorian who has been in the very same situation as Din, having the Darksaber, and literally has handed it over to Bo-Katan, and for some reason she has not made an appearance in this show. It is strange. Where's I mean, Sabine? I'm asking for Sabine every single episode, and also in we Rebels. Were guessing. 
she literally just hands it to Bo-Katan. She's like, here, you take it. But now, for some reason, I just finished episode six. Din has to come up with a whole explanation. Oh, I was captured, and the Darksaber fell, and so it's cool she won it. But literally, Sabine gave it to her already, and she failed spectacularly, obviously. We haven't seen. We never saw what happened after Sabine gave the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, how she lost it in the first place. But now she's going through that cycle again. Mm-hmm. It's cool stuff. She'll, she'll fail spectacularly again, but now we get to see it. In live action. Yes, in live action. Well, I mean, but what are you guys' thoughts so far of Bo-Katan? Like, is this someone that you want to follow for the rest of the season? I mean, I, I like Bo-Katan. I think she would have been... So, th- calling out the end of episode 6 here, where she gets handed the Darksaber, pretty much. I was hoping that they were building this relationship between the two of them so that they would have to fight each other, and it would be kind of, you know... Meaningful? heartbreaking and meaningful right it would have been yeah. something because she was bonding with the child in later episodes like she really bonds with the child almost like a stepmother um and the kid takes a shine to her and it's like well that would have been kind of sad to see mommy and daddy fight but no it was like oh no here you are oh, Here's the dark saber. I'm like oh dude you just wrote a better episode okay. well i mean when, when anyone can yeah when me. season one ended and we saw moff gideon have the dark saber i was like oh cool Mando's going to get the Darksaber at some point and reunite all of Mandalore together. This is something sure, new and original. Thought, right? He's going to be as an outsider and come in. And now it's Bo-Katan again. It's back to, it's back to the square one. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. Here we well, are. She's the true leader. She, no, she's, she, let, she lets you she's know She's literally that. the worst. Okay. <laughs> the true leader is her sister, Satine, who gets killed by Death Watch when Death Watch makes a deal with Darth Maul. And Bo-Katan was part of Death Watch at that point and didn't think it was going to go that far and her sister was going to get killed. And then she leaves Death Watch. But literally, Bo-Katan hated her sister, resented her sister, and her sister was actually the Duchess of Mandalore. And Mandalore was in pretty good times under her reign. But Bo-Katan messes everything up. <laughs> and she's somehow still around to mess things up for Mandalore. She keeps saying Mandalorians are cursed. I think she's just cursed. I think she is. <laughs> But I enjoyed that about a character, right? Like a flawed character like that. And I was hoping she would have stayed flawed instead of being handed this dark saber. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. I'm learning so yeah. much about the Star Wars universe. I, I mean, this show has been really well shot, though. In episode one, where Mando takes out all the pirate ships, where he's almost like a ghost bouncing between the asteroids and then just exploding ships. Oh, that, that was, was a really good yeah. sequence. Yeah, all the flying they have movie budge- budgets for their flying sequences and their explosions. It's when they get bogged down talking. Yeah, like all those scenes, <laughs> like you can tell they're filmed in the volume, but you can tell that they're, I don't know, they're just like oddly paced. Well, and poorly and acted. <laughs> honestly, like, uh, Pedro Pascal is just such a monotone character. Right. Like, it's... There's no life to the character at all. He might as well just be a mummy. Just uh. Well, it's also, I think, the script given to him because there's one point where Bo-Katan's telling all about her past and her father was great and lists off all these like accolades of him. And then literally he responds with, this is the way. And the conversation ends. Could you imagine? Like, that is just the worst writing imaginable. He had nothing to say other than some stupid token phrase and then leaves. (laughs) 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 
Bokutan's like, what am I even supposed to... Was I might as well just talk to Grogu and have him make some baby noises back to me. Pretty much. Which even uh, Grogu, I mean, is... Are we not Are we not sick of him yet? Is Are we not sick of him? Or it is depends. He still, okay. No, it, it really depends. Some scenes, I just, like, okay, it's other scenes, though, it's, it's pretty adorable. It really depends... How much he's in a given episode. I, for for me, this season, I think he he's background noise. Like he, I feel like I don't love or hate him this season. He's just there. Like he's well, there because he has one, to he be was there. more like that too. True, but I guess. He, but it was I also the like first time he, we saw him. You know, so we're getting used to it. Yeah. Now we right. know what he's like. It's just like okay, it's baby Gugu. Well, oh, okay, circle, so you know, I mean, in the in at least the first season. He had a point. There was a purpose. There was a reason for him to be around. Now it just seems right. like it just feels like, okay, you're just here to be cute. Well, and no, he's the foundling and he's training him in the Mandalorian ways. Like, there's actually some good sequences where he's training him, where he's talking to Grogu and he's like, so as a Mandalore, we explore the galaxy and. But they do those probably, there's six episodes of 45 minutes each. There's been probably a grand total of two minutes of that. Yeah. Like, should, that should be the, the main storyline yes. of the show. Yes. <laughs> of him exactly. becoming Mandalorian. Yeah. Exactly. And him dealing with the fact that he's not a Jedi. Like he decided not to take that path. That would have been interesting. Right. But they didn't do that. No, instead what we get is this big, huge shield that's made to put on his chest and the armorer says, you'll grow into that. He's grown this much in 50 years. How long is it going to take to grow into this? <laughs> He's going to grow maybe another five inches to be done with it. And call it a day. Call it a life. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That was strange. I was really well, disappointed by that. And then we got to see his backstory, okay. too. Which was totally that. unnecessary. Hey, do you wonder how he got away from Order 66? We will show you with random Jedi with terrible CGI. That was some pretty bad CGI in that So scene. what happened? He got rescued Is... by Jar Jar Binks. That was it. No way. Well, the actor who plays Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. But it was like a random Jedi. We don't know who this Dude, guy is. No I mean, way. we know him if you watch that stupid show that they have. The quiz show that he, he does, but... It was okay. just an Easter egg. It was like, oh, okay, that's fine, I guess. Anticlimactic. <laughs> he got taken. We don't know where he, where he land, ended up. Like, how did he end up where he got found by the Mandalorian? No idea. Right. But, yeah. But we already kind of figured he got taken by a Jedi and hidden somewhere. So it was just kind of like, oh, all right. I it guess was we'll unnecessary exposition. Yeah. yeah it's like, all right. It's like showing somebody do the Kessel Run and... 12 parsecs it's uh, unnecessary yes. <laughs> as a defender of that movie that was a dumb idea <laughs> it's very dumb i don't mind that movie either it's okay i mean i like it it's fun it's, just, it's it, okay it's but it sets up so so much better like when you talk about mandalore and then you talk about darth maul and then you talk about crimson dawn and then you talk about daenerys's character and they can make a whole tv show about what happens but whatever we won't make that whatever. show either nope <laughs> Instead, we get Grogu back flipping around, and it looks so dumb. But not only that, they follow it up. He walks from point A to point B, and it looks like a marionette. Because marionettes are yeah. terribly hard to control. And it's just like <laughs> flopping around his arms like, oh. <laughs> it just looks so bad. 
Well, uh, I'm glad that they at least stick true to using mainly uh, puppets. Like, at least that's a thing. Sure. Would I mean, nice to have a little bit better puppetry, but yes. Well, yeah, of course. But, I mean, like you oh, said, hey, if they're the going to let the CG get just god-awful, why not do 70s style puppetry? The CG is relative, too. That's what's so weird. Some of it is outstanding and some of it is horrible. Oh, yeah. The flight, se- the, like you said, that pirate sequence, fantastic. <laughs> and then there was a House of the Dragon shout out because for some reason there was a dragon. This planet that they chose has that big crocodile thing, but it also has dragons. I'd move. I'm going to some other planet. Yeah, why are you on this planet? <laughs> I'm, well, what I'm is the planet? planet? Like, why, why are they there? That's the only place they can get because they suck. There's like 50 of them. Go to a city. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? I mean, live on I the outskirts know. of. I was going to say Tatooine, but God, I don't need to see Tatooine again. No, no instead, this episode or this season's all about Navarro or this entire show. It always somehow comes back to Navarro. Navarro is their Tatooine. Always somehow hmm. it comes back to Navarro. It, it just keeps getting blown up. Oh, remember we were in Navarro in episode one. That's when you first met the armor. She's back at the forge now that she had in season one. It's like cool. She dusts the cobwebs off. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> but no, oh, episode okay. four was really bad. I would say that three and four were terrible. One was pretty was. bad. Four is the one directed by Carl Weathers where the pirates oh, just Oh, God. No, that's five. Five is just where they I bomb all of Navarro. No, four is just the Grogu backstory. <laughs> that's it. That's all that happens. Four is bad. But five, with the pirates bombing the city, is pretty bad, too. Yes, I think that's the one I didn't care for. The one Six, that I know though, is Carl Weathers. Yeah, no, the directed by Carl Weathers one was, was not good. At the end, I was like, yeah, it checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, six yeah. was pretty good. And at the end, I was, was actually Y'all know yesterday. Why. You know, after episode five, I was like, <laughs> Man, they really need Bryce Dallas Howard to direct an episode, and then she directed episode six. It was like, oh, perfect. Perfect timing. Thank you for giving us some levity but and fun. Episode six was fun because it was like a spoof of a procedural crime drama. Like, they nailed the spoof of it. And it really I would watch a whole episode or a whole season where it's just Bo Katan and Mando going around <laughs> as, like, going from planet to planet solving crimes. <laughs> it's basically like Firefly is what it was. So like, oh, okay. Oh, Quipping on this planet now. <laughs> Anyways. I still need to see the movie to Firefly. You should. It's fun. I haven't Hopefully seen good. it. Serenity? Is um, that what it's called? Yeah, Serenity. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, But episode yeah, six is also like the, the height in cameos. For some reason, yeah, everyone was unbeknownst one. to anyone, Jack Black and Lizzo were in the episode, but... Also, so is Doc Brown. And it's like, why is Christopher Lloyd in this episode? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's in. I saw... Oops, I, all cameos. I saw uh, a picture from uh, Christopher Lloyd on Twitter today. And I was like, oh, look at that. Bryce Dallas Howard? And I thought it was a Star Trek uh, picture because the outfit he was right, wearing he, looked very Star Trek. Looked like Star Trek-y, right? The, yeah. the very start of that episode is also very Star Trek because they actually show the bridge of ships. Bridge of yeah. ships is not very of a Star Wars thing where they just have everybody. There's like a central captain's chair and all the different engineering and positions oh, yeah. around. It was very it was, Star Trek. It was very Star Trek-y. Yeah. 
There was a cool Ooh. scene though. So she like the the character was in her own like pod that like mm-hmm. came down because it was a water tank. So it came down to form her uh, chair or whatever battle station. Yeah, battle stations. Well, that's exciting. I well, at least I've got that, something to look well, forward to. Well, you know, to. the planet that Jack Black and Lizzo <laughs> rule, it looks a lot like Mandalore from Clone Wars, where it's nothing, and then there's just these big pod cities. It, it's mm-hmm. a very similar vibe, but it also looked like Disney World. Like I know it's this very is very Disney World. But yes. They look like Epcot, and they had the tram going right to it. It was very interesting to see. <laughs> I'm sure it was on purpose. I'm no, sure. I know it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I know who yes. writes the checks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, obviously, we it was have, a SideQuest we... episode, though. As fun as it was, it was still like, did we, did we really have to do this whole droid SideQuest just to meet up with your you know, fellow Mandalorians? Heather no, but it was fun. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, At least it was a fun SideQuest versus some right. of the other SideQuests. Because I did like seeing the battle droids in live <sighs> I action. I battle droids. Sorry, I really it, do. It was much like the actual main, just common battle droid. You could tell that there was practical effects mixed with CGI. It wasn't just 100% mm-hmm. CGI. And it goes a long way from 2000 when they're just these really bad CGI armies of them. Yeah, as soon as they said battle droids, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go see them. They're great. I did enjoy the cantina as well. That was kind of a fun twist on a cantina, having it be all droid. The droid cantina, yeah. And they kind of flipped the script because you thought they were going to be bad droids, but really they're all like the, I guess, the rebel droids trying to be good. You know, they're repurposed yeah. and yeah, they just want to be left alone. And I like oh, the, I teal bad for them. the teal C-3PO is pretty yes. great. Yes, I want that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw that, I'm like, yes. So I, that was one thing that I noticed. They're really like heavy on the personality of droids. Yes. Like when um Well they always have been, but yeah, especially now yeah, they have more true. access to them, I guess. Right. Cause having that one that uh oh don't worry about this droid, he's an adventurer and he's like shaking and like backing up. I don't want to Well it's R five D four where we do have to get a shout out to him because if it wasn't for him exploding when he was going with Luke, R two would have never come along and Luke would have never Touché. saved the galaxy. <laughs> Wait, is that supposed to be the same? Droid? Yeah, it's R5D4. He's like yep. literally the same one. Oh my god. I think god. they specifically indicate that it is. Come on, dude. This fun. Like, there's too many. There's, Star Wars too... wouldn't be itself if it wasn't about Easter eggs and throwbacks to itself. I mean, it's such a big Star galaxy, yet you keep running into the same people all the time. Same people, man. I don't know Small how it world. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite parts of this entire season is in episode five. We actually see Zeb Aurelius. So if you've seen Rebels, Zeb is an outstanding character. He's voiced by Steve Blum. And they made a live action version of him, the same voice character. And I was like, does that mean we're going to get more of him? And he's literally there for like 30 seconds. Does that mean we're going to get Sabine or Hera or Chopper? I don't know. But it sucks to just get that little bit and then that's it. Like it was great to see him, but it sucks that it was so short. That's a weird tease. I was like, oh, there he is. And then they just, his, he was just there to be there. It was like a cameo himself. Almost. Yeah, he was literally a cameo of himself. It was weird. Yeah, that was weird. How many episodes is this show going to be? I think it's eight. That's so, it? Two more. Yeah, I think it's only two more. <laughs> two more? <laughs> no, way. no way. Look it up right now. I think it's only eight episodes. 
I thought oh I heard boy. somebody say it was only eight episodes. I'm like, really? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm getting started right now. Hopefully it's Yeah, it consists of eight there. episodes. Oh, it boy. only runs through April 19th. Uh-oh. <laughs> what are we going to talk about in two weeks, people? <laughs> oh, man. Well, and I'm really interested, like... Uh, from what I've been seeing is a lot of people are not really caring for this, but maybe I'm just seeing the wrong stuff. Are there people out there who are actually enjoying this? Like what, it, what are we missing that like, um, so I'm usually pretty good at like seeing both sides. Like I'll, I'll see. Cause I also have accounts that like the show, but also will like point out people that are like purposely hating on shows, but I'm seeing kind of just everyone not liking this season. Like across the board, oh, I mean, you still have people moment. that are like liking it because they like Star Wars, so they're they're fine with it. But there, you could tell that there's that spark isn't there anymore. There's not that hype like it was right. the last few seasons. So oh, I feel like bland is the thing that loses people yeah. more than anything else. Bad yeah, gets people bad. talking. Good gets yeah. people talking, but bland just but bland. They don't know what to do with ambivalent. it. Ambivalent. Right? Like, like no one even talks about right. it because there's nothing to talk about. And I've seen just no no one talking about it. And I feel like no. that's kind of the worst. I sometimes forget it's on. I'm like, oh shoot, yeah, I guess it's Wednesday. Someone tweeted the word Bogota, and I I guess it's out today. Shoot, I'm like, I don't even know if I cared. I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch this episode. Yeah, but that's how it feels. To do. <laughs> Which that's is not good. I used to love the show. No, and, absolutely. Especially because you have some people who are like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars, or they don't know how to make good Star Wars anymore. Andor literally just came out. Yes. We know that Disney knows how to find good people to make Star Wars shows. It's just yeah. Mandalorian, I feel like it's just that lost it's after season that. one. Yeah, yeah, they just don't know what else to do, and you can tell. Bummer. Man. It's sad because there's a lot of Mandalore lore to tell. Mandalore lore. Well, then it seems like there's a lot more Mandalorians that we could follow. And maybe that's why they want to follow Bo-Katan. I wonder um, if they're just holding everything back for Ahsoka so much. Yeah, I guess so. Really? I mean, they're, obviously, they're obviously building towards Thrawn. Like, that's what they're all building towards. Whether that's going to be a movie or... Oh, speaking of which... In episode one, they're going through hyperspace and they show the, oh, the yeah, hyperspace big... whales in the background, which play a big key in what happens to Thrawn. There's the, the reason Thrawn and Esra go missing in Rebels is because of those hyperspace whales. And they just glanced them. They didn't do anything with them, but they're definitely leading the breadcrumb trail. So what what were those? You said hyperspace whales. like They're, they're hyperspace whales. Literally, they can jump into hyperspace just by whales. Like they can jump into hyperspace by themselves. They don't need space engines or anything like that. They just float through the galaxy. Surfing on the waves, man. (laughs) It's the PCH. (laughs) Yeah, this is the way. (laughs) Hey, I'm Crush. Uh, yeah, but that's what they're leading to, and I think that's why we're not getting the story for Dinjarin. Is because they're trying to build toward all these different shows, all leading together to fight Thrawn, and you know. So, are whatever. we looking at? We'll it, let's just say Thrawn goes. is our big bad. Are we looking at oh, this he like he could possibly be like uh, like the um, Thanos in a way? Like, yes, he's being built you up so, to Trevor? be. I think they're I trying mean, to. 
they might want to, but who he is, he's season three through six in Rebels, and he's essentially just a military mind. He has nothing beyond that. He's not Force-sensitive. He has no special abilities. He's... But that's all they got. Like, I don't think they're going to... But, like, he's allegiance to the Emperor. That, that's all that we know about him. He doesn't really have any aspirations of his own, either. He's not like, oh, right. I'm going to overthrow the Emperor. I'm going to take on Darth Vader. He, he's kind of happy in his role as Grand mm-hmm. Commander. Okay. Grand Admiral. Yes, but it, but it works for this whole side quest of TV stories, right? Kind of keeps them out of, like, if they do want to do more movies down the road, it, it's a lesser threat for them. So I, I can see him being some kind of threat no no it's like a young avengers type of threat but yes okay we'll it's still like a young way, yeah. avengers threat it's not like a thanos level yes. thing okay that's true okay yeah it's not big 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 bad it's the big bad for them right for these guys. but and the big bad is relative too because honestly if they had kanan and ezra and ahsoka all working together they would have got rid of thrawn but <clears throat> ahsoka got lost in time like i don't think people understand how like I don't know if the TV show is going to be like, oh yeah, Ahsoka kind of died and then Ezra went through this weird forced time loop thing and pulled her out of that timeline and brought her into this current timeline. I don't think the show's ever going to get into that because Ahsoka's gone and Ezra just literally pulls her out of the multiverse for her to be back. Trevor, (laughs) all that's going to get reversed in Flashpoint, okay? (laughs) Yes. Flashpoints. Gonna it's gonna reset control. everything. It'll reset everything. Not into DC, but everything. <laughs> everything. It, Every single me, franchise is starting over. There's gonna be X wings <laughs> and all that. Oh my! You already know Harry Potter's coming, so it's gonna keep going. We're gonna do Star Flashpoint. Wars. I'm telling everything. you, everything. Flashpoint <laughs> would actually make sense for Harry Potter too, because it's WB. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. And Lord of the Rings, since they said only 37 oh, percent of people actually finished the. Rings of Power. <laughs> Those who started, only 37% finished. <laughs> wow, I'm a trooper, I guess. I, I want to know what the stats are for Mandalorian. How many people after season one have given up? Because season one had a lot of people. It was like the most watched streaming show of all time. <laughs> and now it's just... It's, it's kind of flatlining. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many people stayed with it. I had another question. And yes, I'm sir. trying to get to it. I can't... Uh... Okay. Uh, it, it just keeps it, it, it escapes me because it had something to do with the big bad and kind of where the show's gonna go. Where's the future of Star Wars at this point? Like where what are we doing? Like the future of Star Wars is a gigantic question mark right now. Mm-hmm. Could it be a question mark on a block that you have to go under it and punch it? from underneath and money just rains down no that that already failed spectacularly the mario movies failed (laughs) in terms of everyone who's seen it oh wow i haven't seen it so (laughs) i haven't seen it but just judging by online reviews it looks like it's straight up like ready player one type of thing with mario that's what it looks like from from the commercials that i see i I don't know like the car racing and all that stuff yeah it is a separate talk but i you're wearing the mario hat no, so I know. I went, I went with the Mario. I, I know. But okay. no, think, think. Star Wars itself, <laughs> they've canceled a lot of projects. They keep switching out directors and creative minds behind different projects. The things yeah. that are getting through are all small scale. Like I think Skeleton Crew is still going through, but it's, it's a literally a Skeleton thing. Crew at the moment. Yeah. 
that that it's a good representation of what Star. They don't know what like I think Taika Waititi's twenty twenty four Star Wars release is still happening, but. Ryan Johnson's Who children even is knows what still that happening, is. he said. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. It, it's all this stuff that's kind of like on hold. And so they've wanted Mandalorian to be in the interim. And, and it's been a long interim. Yeah, because the problem is you have really devote Star Wars fans who only acknowledge that the original trilogy is the only Star Wars that ever happened. Mm. And then mm-hmm. you have younger audiences who like all of the new characters, like Ahsoka, and they want more of that kind of stuff. But then you get caught in the time period that Ahsoka is the same period of time. And Star Wars lasts thousands and thousands of years, and they can go in a bunch of different directions, but they don't want to. It does. There's multiple video games called Knights of the Old Republic, which they could just turn into a TV show and be done, but that would be too easy. Hey, (laughs) I honestly, dude, off the off the success of last of us and now they have an idea hey we can make video game shows good i know maybe 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 probably not it but probably would not. be nice no and still we we get tim meadows showing up as a bureaucrat of the new republic that, that's that what was we get terrible <laughs> i mean no offense to tim meadows but that was what? what was what was that scene oh my god i don't know what that scene was. come on poor carson <laughs> tova deal with that guy <laughs> i don't know it's like it's like they just find like all these like comedians like what are you comedians. doing right now nothing okay well here be a cameo on star wars hey, be on star wars we're gonna spice it up all right at least okay. when uh oh who was the guy from boston burke was his name burke no his last name was burke anyways the guy from boston who ended up being like oh, oh a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. That he's the comedian. I'm like, yeah, at yeah. At least, well, no, at least right I can't. I, dude, I can't think Bill of Burr. his name. Bill Burr. Thank you. At least he seemed believable, and like, like right. some of these other comedians are just like, oh, we just threw a comedian in here, but he actually mm-hmm. had a reason. Like at first, I was annoyed by it, but then I'm like, it totally makes sense compared to all these other comedians. Yeah, I know. But here we are. Shows up. Yeah. Yep. But (laughs) honestly, the ship that she made, Mando's ship is pretty great. Like the Razor Crest could never do all the stuff that this ship is capable of doing. It's also one of the best ships in Star Wars. So it's pretty great. I like it a lot. Well, and with all the flying and, and whirly woos that they do in that ship, so today I went to the Air and Space Museum and I got inside of a yeah. simulator where I could fly a jet plane over the Ooh, city of San Diego. Yeah. And oh, just a regular was... jet plane, not like one that twips. And... Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, one that oh, flips no, no, no. all no. over the place. Dude, so I went in there with my mom and no joke, if, if, it, if it feels like that in the air, like if it feels like that in the Razor Crest, dude, that guy's throwing up in his helmet. Because yeah, I even I, I look over at my mom in the simulator and I go, "You want to do a barrel roll?" Oh no! Yeah, let's do it. Oh and god! Because I, cr- I was able to control the entire thing and I cranked it, and we're just sitting there, whoosh, whoosh, and it. Oh my no. god, dude! Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way that well, a person is just do think that. that Star Wars technology has stabilizers, so That's, that okay, yeah, the people don't feel the 
g-forces that our humans have not been able to figure out (laughs) let's let's imagine that because (laughs) wow did that yeah that was a little wild yeah i'm definitely anakin i'm not anakin i'm definitely um uh obi-wan kenobi when it comes to flying i'm not a fan not a fan not a fan of it no this is where the fun begins (laughs) no no anakin Uh (laughs) Uh i hate when he does that well we have anything else I mean, right, well, last thoughts. We, like, well, oh, we still ahead. have that idea that Moff Gideon escaped because he sucked Gideon. as a bad guy, and we need more of him. Like, literally, I don't understand that at all. He he was just a boring inclusion. I don't get him. I and they're like, oh, he escaped. More. I don't care. Okay. I don't care if that lady is actually undercover and working for him still this whole time, and she never actually got adjusted and she's still imperial i don't care i don't need there's been two episodes now with her doing that i know why did we get another one i thought she was done for i thought of my question yeah the inquisitors are we done with the inquisitors well that was well, that's an kind of a different show that was yeah. an obi-wan oh my goodness okay never mind see but i don't that's think the thing. so no dude uh i i i'm mixing so many shows up right now you are Inquisitors. Okay, that was a different era. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking yeah. of different eras, Bo-Katan is 20-something in Clone Wars, which was like 30 years ago, so I guess Mandalorians age differently. Yeah. Well, you're they in don't space. Age like normal humans do. Well, think about it. I mean, when you're going through... Just don't think too hard. Yeah. Don't think too hard about anything that happens anything. in Star Wars. <laughs> Science. At all. And then you'll have fun. Um, you can suck on your little glow pops on Coruscant. I'm trying to have fun with this. <laughs> There's a gift for you. Oh my god. Ed, please make a gif of Prague licking his popsicle. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I do this to myself. Well, okay, so we got two episodes left. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. We got two episodes left thoughts do we have any final thoughts are we looking forward to it are we hoping for something to jump out of the water and excite us so at the end of episode five there's almost like a bonus scene where they go onto a crashed imperial shuttle and they're like oh this this was the transport from off gideon and there's a little best car left over i thought that was the most intriguing part of this entire season or probably over the past two seasons plus book of boba fett of anything that i've seen and i don't really care about moff gideon but i liked the setup as it was like an end credit scene and i feel like they need to do more of that to kind of leave stingers to the next episodes because all the episodes kind of end and they wrap up their storylines because they're all side quests it's cool to have a continuing narrative arc where it's like, oh, here's a little bit that could come back to play later. And as it stands right now, episode six, they fight on a soccer field. And What's it, soccer it looks field, really, it, it looks just like a soccer field in Southern California. Like, like they went out to some soccer green. field and <laughs> yeah. they just filmed it. They're like, whatever, let's go. <laughs> but, That's like season two. Where yeah, whenever like they're out in the Went hills. out into the boulders <laughs> of California. And- yeah. Same thing. It's the same idea, but that episode ends very much where I don't care. And that's where that's the last taste in my mouth. Like we record after the end of episode six and it fully wraps up everything. Like they could end the entire season there. 
Bo-Katan's gonna lead us. Cool, Mandalore's great. That is gonna happen, might not happen. I don't really care about this fate of say Mandalore. say no conflict, right? Yeah. No conflict, I don't know. Yeah. And in two episodes, I don't know how they're gonna create conflict to then resolve the conflict either. No idea. <laughs> it's a filler season, I guess. It's this the... week on a very special episode. But season two is a filler season, and Book of Boba Fett was a filler season. We've had I know, like I, know. I don't know how good. many hours of filler now. <laughs> Maybe to have Jack Black come back and have him put a, go on a new quest for them. Just have him run back out there. As long as he voices Bowser, he should just show yep. up as Bowser. Just show up so, as Bowser. <laughs> so at this point, you guys are kind of like. Whatever at this series. I, I don't okay. care what happens. Yeah, I'm care. kind of. I don't. I'm looking forward to what I need to watch next. <laughs> yep. What we need to watch. <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't do this episode by episode. That would have been tough. Fill <laughs> up an hour per episode, dude. Ooh. I was surprised we filled up an hour for six episodes. Agreed. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But we always say it's easy to talk about something when it's bad. That's true. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. To <laughs> <laughs> so everyone listening, let us know your thoughts on Mandalorian Season 3. Are you done? Are you excited for the last two episodes? Do you care if there's another season to this? Are you just done with Star Wars? <laughs> let us know. Till next time, we hope you enjoyed. Talk to you later. Prog out. Adios, y'all. Thank <laughs> you.